This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Lee Marks. But um, he's definitely a guy who can do that for us as well. And, you know, you take Dylan, obviously, has a, he has a ton of receptions in his, you know, as far as stats goes. And he did a good job finishing runs on the goal line and being a physical runner. So, um, you know, we say definitely a guy who's just not going to just always run around everything. He's going to have to be able to put his foot in the ground and, and uh, be violent finishers. Dylan's been been trying to get past that that knee stuff. I know for for a while. How close do you think he is to being able to see you know everything that he can do? Um, good question. I mean, I would say Dylan's very close to being 100. Um, percent You know, and, and again, I think a lot of it has to do with just with, with confidence, right? I mean, the more you know, the more weeks you stack, you know, you just keep stacking wins, and that's really days of just you know being out here, being full speed, and just really just cutting it loose. So. Um, I would think, you know, number one, we'll, we'll continue to see a better version of Dylan Johnson every single week. So, uh, you know, that's something we're definitely looking forward to. Yeah. Tell me your reaction. Just get that running game, get going. You had a couple of nice runs on that first mm-hmm. uh, first drive. That's got to put a smile on your face to finally get that thing up and running. Yeah, absolutely. To see the guys, you know, come out and, you know, run, run the ball and break tackles, it, it definitely puts a smile. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, we just need to do our job. And we got to make sure when we do get our opportunities, we take advantage of them. And on this past Saturday, I felt like we did that. Yeah, just, you know, Dylan had the long run, and then Will had that really nice pass catch yeah. that got called back. Which one makes you smile more? Oh, shoot. I mean, they both do. I mean, I wouldn't sit there and say, I mean, you know, one makes me smile a little more than the other one. I'm, I feel bad for Will because, you know, I mean, that was this textbook of a screen for us that we could have repped. I mean, that's something we would show, like, at a clinic because that's how perfect it was, just making sure he didn't get caught up in that pressure at all. And he's just, I mean, it was perfect. And to see it get called back, you just, you really feel for the for the kid for sure because he did everything right. So, What does it do to that running back room to finally get Rich a few carries? <laughs> oh, shoot, everyone, I mean, Rich gets everyone fired up. I mean, if you could have been on the sideline just watching the guys when he gets in, he just he gets everybody going. Because everyone knows, you know, Rich's passion when he comes out, goes out there on the football field. It's, you know, it's unmatched. And, you know, the guys on the team, he's such a likable kid. You know, I shouldn't say kid. He's a, you know, now man now because he's probably, he's been here longer than anybody. Um, so to see him get, get a few reps, it was awesome. I know he runs hard. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between running hard and running reckless? <laughs> running hard and running reckless? Um, well, running reckless is when you see contact and there's a lot of green out there you should be going to where the green is and you're just going to seek it out like a bull seeing red i would say that'd be running reckless you know running hard be you know hey there's a maybe a small little crease or half a man and that's all where you can go and run hard and finish your runs going forward so that probably be the difference how i in the just in a few words of how i can describe it to you you have to have a talk with them once in a while say it's okay to it's okay to it's okay to make a guy miss or just to take a half a man sure 
you know, but that's what makes him special as well, too, you know, in my eyes. The guy who, you know, he, he loves contact, and you got to love contact to play football. I mean, if you don't, this is the wrong sport for you. So, and um, I would say Rich is the definition of a guy who loves contact. Has Tybo changed his situation here these last couple weeks? I don't know. What do you think? You know, I mean, you got a chance to see him get out there. So, um, you know, seeing Tybo get out there, it was nice to see. But, yeah, I mean, Tybo's done a really good job to answer your question. You know, um, he's continued to mature. Again, he's still 17 years old. You know, he's really? going to turn 18, 18 here pretty soon. So, um, but at the same time, and we got to remember, he's, she still should be in high school this year. And if you count the COVID year, which he was, I mean, he's a lot like a lot of kids at his age. It's just getting them caught up, just getting them just, you know, to their age, really. And, um, you know, I think Tybo's doing a really good job with that. You've recruited a lot of kids and seen a lot of 17-year-olds. How, how physically accelerated is he for a kid that – Oh, um, I've played a couple freshmen in my time, but they were a little older than him. You know, they're, you know, they're probably were, you know, 18 and a half, you know, getting ready to go on 19 at some point. So, um, I mean, Tybo is gifted as it comes. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, you guys got an opportunity to see that on Saturday when that, that kid knows what he's doing and, you know, and he's feeling confident and really he was just having fun, which was, which was good to see, um, yeah, he was just out there like, Coach, this is a lot of fun. And I'm going to see, this is why not only did we bring you here and wanted you here, but you can help us win games. Yeah. You know, you probably answered this question, but for Dylan, how close do you feel like he is to 100% physically at this point? Uh, I would say he's close, you know, for sure. I mean, seeing from the first game to that third game, you know, you definitely saw a better version of Dylan Johnson, for sure. Um, so we just hope every game he just continues to get a little bit more better. And, again, it's just getting comfortable. I mean, it, just with even the process of how we do things. Um, and the guy going out there, because when you, you know, it's like paralysis by analysis sometimes, right? It's just you sit there, you try to process everything that's going on, or just, hey, how do we travel on a long road trip different than, I'm sure, how, what he did at Mississippi State. So uh, just getting used to that and then knowing he's coming off his injury and those things, it's just – it all adds up, right? It, it, it all matters, and he, he's getting better. Thanks. All your running backs bring something a little unique to the room. What yeah. is it that uh, Tybo brings to the room that's a little bit different? Than the uh, I would just say his burst. I mean, he has a different gear than the rest of the guys, um, especially playing speed. I mean, if all these guys got out here and raced, I mean, he'd probably be right up there in you know, the middle to, towards the front, but playing speed is just a different gear. Yeah, I mean, they all say they're the fastest guy in the room. You ask them, <laughs> no, they all said Tybo was. Oh, did he? Did he, Ty, he said Tybo was. Really? That's interesting. That's, oh, that's interesting. You're setting him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> interesting. All right. So, I mean, if, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think the guys probably see it as well, too. I mean, when he's in there, everybody's trying to help him out. Everyone's sitting there going because they definitely see how talented he is. And they definitely know, like, this kid is just, he's as green as it comes. You know, and uh, he's getting better. Coach Huff is here, and Coach, just uh, first of all, just talk about your guys, and and I mean, you you've had to mix and match yep. different guys, and I know that's what why you do what you do during the fall and and spring yep. ball and all that different stuff. But tell me how your guys reacted to all the quick changes that you. Yeah, seen. they. You know, like I said, we. I feel like they did a, a good job in terms of that, just because you know we're prepared for those things. Those things happen, and. And like you said, like, hey, why are you doing this, this, and spring ball and fall camp? And it's, you know, unfortunate that things happen, but 
That's what we have to be ready for. You got to prepare for it. And I'm probably asking you a question that you can't answer right now, but is Mateo going to be able to possibly get another year since this was? Gonna yeah, be his, I don't know. I don't, don't know, know that. Okay. I don't know that yet. No. Uh-uh. Okay. I know O line is kind of the nature of the position, but is there something gratifying about having so many guys contributing now who are part of like the 2019 class, the 2020 class, who? And in this portal era, especially. Yeah, I just give those guys credit, you know, for sticking through all this stuff. Um, it's pretty cool, you know. Like like you said, you mentioned the the portal era, and and, and the guys that we've had that left, uh, we've supported them one thousand percent. Still in communication with those guys, and it was just a better opportunity for them. Um, but yeah, it's it's awesome when guys get to get rewarded for 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 all their hard work, and it's not always the case, right? And so um, these opportunities, the guys are making the most of them, and. Um, and just we got to continue to keep getting better. I was talking to Roger yesterday about kind of looking back at his recruitment. It came down to, to you guys in Oregon. Um, what was your confidence level throughout that process that, that you were going to land him, and, and how big of a deal was it to, to get him? Yeah, I think it was a, well. It was obviously a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal when we get any of these kids to commit. But uh, with Roger, I just felt like he and I had a really special bond. Um, you know, his mom and dad are great people, and uh, we just. You know, just build a relationship with them, and um, and went through the process, and uh, yeah, I just I, f- I felt good about it. I really did. I felt I felt really good about it. And we were we you know the one thing we're going to always be in recruiting is honest, and uh, I think I think you know that just keeps showing up time and time again. You know, you're not you're not trying to paint an unrealistic p- picture for people because uh, like the era that we're if you're talking about recruiting the, era, the, the the situation we're in now, where if you you know, if you maybe paint a different picture for for a, a prospect and his family, and then they get here and it's totally different, well, they're just going to leave. So that doesn't do anybody any good. So I just I think going back to him, it's just honesty and just it, it was a real relationship. And um, yeah, we're, you know, obviously super excited when we got him and super excited that we still have. Him. Did you see him having the success that he's had, like just right out of the gate as a redshirt freshman? Yeah, we felt like. You know, he, he uh, with the COVID year, right, was the first year, and he, he came here. He came from a really good program in Valor. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd say it wasn't a surprise. You know, we felt like he was a good player coming out. And, uh, um, you know, and, again, like we're going back, like he still hasn't reached his potential, and he's been here for, whatever you know, however long that is now. But um, he's still got a lot of things that he can improve on before he takes the next step. So Did I forget, did you guys project Troy as a tackle? Yeah, when we recruited him out of high school, uh, yeah, we felt like he was a guy that could definitely play tackle. He came in with Nate and Nate Kleppo and Julius um, and really kind of felt like all those guys could be tackles but could also be guards. And those are the, you know, you can't get enough of those bodies. You really can't. The guys that can, you know, you always want to try to recruit tackles and then, generally speaking, recruit tackles and then kind of, you know, hey, just be able to – they're the hardest guys to find, right? And then, and then you can always move them down inside, and then different opportunities, you know, come up. And so, hey, this this year maybe you're playing guard, next year you play tackle. I'm just kind of working that way. What has Landon done to make you feel really confident that okay, he's he's ready for this? Yeah, he's he he's really mature for his age. Um, you know, he, he benefits certainly from being around here with his brother and just the comfort level that he came in with with the guys. Um, and he, and he works really hard, and he's, and he's obviously really talented. And so uh, just kind of those combinations of all those things, but the maturity I would think probably is the biggest thing, and just be, coming in and being like, oh, I'm, you know, this is a really familiar place to him where, you know, you think about some guy's recruitment, they go to a school, 
you know, hopefully not just one time, but sometimes it's only a handful of times. And, and it's different when you're actually, it's one thing to be sitting out here watching practices or recruit. It's another thing when you're actually in there doing the drills and everything else. And so he's just, I think it was a maturity. In terms of recruiting him, you've known him since, since he was like 12. So yeah. like, when was the point when, as he got older where you thought, okay, he's a football player. I think we might be interested yeah, in It's funny you say that. I mean, it, he went from like, to me, it was like going to Ferndale and watching Garen play and Landon was the ball boy. And then I think it was one, the next, I think he was a freshman and Garen was a senior. And then I was up there in the spring leading up to that. I think Landon was still in eighth grade, but he was practicing with the, with the team. And we were talking to Coach Plankovich up there, like I think the I think the little hatchet might actually get to break the lineup, and then you know you fast forward and and Scott, you might even have been there too with me at whatever game we were at, but uh, being Monroe? able, <laughs> no, that was yeah. well, that was like, <laughs> but uh, but there's there all of a sudden now now Landon's starting at center and Garen's playing next to him and Chance is the ball boy, the, the other brother, and so you know it's just, it's cool. I love that community up there, and, uh, and it's been a lot of fun to go up there and see those guys. How tough is it for, for Mateo to, to have that injury? I mean, he's just, just got his shot here to oh, start. Man, I could start crying right now thinking for that guy. Like, I, mean, shit, I think I've known Mateo longer than I've known my daughter, uh, you know, and just going back to his recruitment. I mean, it's, yeah, um, it's really tough. It's really tough. But, you know, he's going to be all right, and uh, I think he's still got football in front of him if he chooses to do that. Um, but, yeah, you're just heartbroken for the kid. Heart, absolutely devastating. Is there, I mean, I think he's out of eligibility. Is there a possibility that there could be a waiver maybe? or no? You know, Scott asked me that earlier. I don't know that. Um, I, I know that I know that somebody was looking into something like that. But, you know, right now it's just just getting him, just getting him in a good spot and um, just kind of worrying about that right now. How, how valuable does, I mean, Parker's development become now that, you know, I, I don't know that there was a clear-cut backup center coming into camp, and it seems like he's a clear yeah, himself well there. Yeah, I mean, Parker's Parker's done awesome. And, um, you know, again, we kind of talking about this earlier, just, you know, you guys, we're, you, if we're out here in spring, and you guys are like, hey, you guys moving the lineup around, this guy, that guy, you know, we're out in fall camp, and it's just, you know, this is the, these are the reasons that you do those things. And so um, just credit to all the guys for being flexible and moving around. And uh, has it been perfect? No, it hasn't been perfect. Right? There's still a lot of things that we can still get better at, but um, just proud of the guys and the way they've, you know, they're handling this stuff on a on a day to day basis. Everybody's going to compare Parker to Nick Harris. If you were to compare and contrast where they were both at during the same period of their time here, where would you put Parker compared to where Nick was at the same time? Yeah, man, they're pretty close. You know, they're pretty close. To be honest with you, I think Nick was maybe a little bit big, a little heavier. Uh, Parker stronger. Um, you're talking about two really good players right there. That's that's a just the fact that we're having that conversation is pretty cool. Uh, you know, credit to Parker, Nick's doing his thing. So, um, yeah, I'd say they're pretty close. We've seen Mateo after practice. He's been at these practices both these days here, and just he's going to obviously be in the room still. How how important is that for Parker and those guys for to see what he sees yeah, and talking through? It's awesome. You know, he's got a lot of experience here. He's seen a lot of things. Been a, been through a lot of situations. He's helping out a lot with the young guys. I mean. Yeah, credit to Mateo and how he's handling all this because uh, it's it's that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. A guy's been here six years, and to get his shot and to have that happen, it's hard. Man. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Just one more. Just going back to the East Coast, it, it got to me a little bit coming back. Does it get to those big guys getting on that five five and a half hour flight? Yeah. Do they feel it? Uh, you know, I don't know. I uh, we certainly don't talk about it. They, they're not allowed to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You have to ask them. I don't. I certainly. I don't care because I'm on that flight, <laughs> right? Brechter Field, uh, Coach. Uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of ask you. You, you know, um, how did you feel your guys uh, played on, at Michigan State? It looked looked like they were very active from the very get go. Yeah, I thought they played solid. You know, I think when you limit a team to, I don't know, 50 yards rushing or whatever, I think you've done a pretty good job. Now, can we get better? Yeah, for sure. Um, part of the way they played. Uh, Coach Inge on Monday kind of noted that um, he felt that the players really brought the physicality during that game. And one of the questions I think a lot of people don't understand is, is physicality something that the player just has to have, or is that something you guys can coach into them, or what? I think it's a combination of both. I think there's guys that have it. I think there's guys that learn it. I think there's guys that you have to kind of bring along with it, but I think um, obviously that's a big part of D-line play, you know, and um, again, I thought they out-physical, you know, every game you go into it, you want to out-physical the, the opponent, and I thought they did that on Saturday, and, you know, I think that's um, it's obviously something we want to do the rest of the year. MJ Ali looks like he's really becoming a difference maker for you up front, um, eating up a lot of blockers and stuff, and I know they had that uh, questionable uh, holding call on him, um, but um, just tell me about how he's come along. I've, I've asked you this several times, and you just keep talking about how he keeps coming along. But can you just say what he's doing better? Well, I think he's learning the position, obviously, better. I think he's getting more comfortable. I think he's uh, getting better in his technique. I think he's getting better in his film study. I think he's understanding that you know, his eyes are right. Um, obviously not uh, a finished product by far, but I think he's um, definitely made big strides. And, and he's showing on film, and he's, he's really he's transitioning on pass. He's getting QB hits and stuff. He's got a couple of QB hits in the last couple of games. Um, but I just think he's really growing into it. Like I told you, he's, 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 he's not looking at O-lineman anymore. He's actually looking at D-lineman now. His footwork and his strike and all those different things. So. Um, just, I mean, a, a guy that size, just how ridiculous is it to have a guy that size be able to move like he does? Yeah, he's, he's got a rugby background growing up, you yeah. know. I mean, so he's, he's had it since he was a kid. Now, obviously, 50 pounds on his body was kind of holding it back a little bit. He shed 50 pounds, and you can kind of see it. So he's done a great job keeping his body, you know, at about 318 or 316 or something like that. And and uh, it's awesome to have a guy 6'5", 318 that moves like that, for sure. Um, now, I know you guys have your own grading system, but Pro Football Focus had uh, Javon as one of the highest-graded guys that they've had um, over the first three weeks. Just talk about what he's been able to add to the rotation for you guys. Yeah, you know, Javon's um, – he's – He's, he's, he's learning how to play physical. You know what I mean? He's learning how to strain. He's learning how to finish. Um, he's gotten so close to so many plays, but I just told him, I said, you don't want to lead, it's not, you don't want to lead the league in almost plays and be able to make those plays. It's about him just learning how to finish on the plays behind the line of scrimmage. He's been there. I mean, if you watch the film, he's, he's in the backfield and he's impacting the plays, but just not finishing the plays. And I think, um, we're, not think we're working really hard and learning to get that extra burst at the end of make, and be a playmaker for us. Jacob Bandis, uh, can you just talk about his progress? It looks like he's just that quiet guy who did, does a lot of dirty work for you guys. For sure. Like, I think he's come a long way from, you know, just from last year to this year. I think he's playing more physical. He's striking. He's getting off the ball. He made a couple TFLs in the last game, so he's impacted the line of scrimmage. I think he's feeling more comfortable in the scheme, you know, and so it's, it's showing in his play. So excited at what he's doing and, and continue to have, you know, help him grow and to the best version of himself. Uh, just a couple more questions. Um, uh, Fatui Tuitele um, and um, Armand, are they kind of getting back to full health? Yeah, yeah. Fatui, he's, um, he's going to go this weekend. He's practicing right now and excited to get him back and 
and um, excited to watch him run around and, and make some plays for us. And, and Armand? Armand's still working through it. Still working. Yeah, he's still so. working through his stuff. So. And um, it, there's been some some talk that uh, Anthony James has been moved back to D line, or at least he's doing some work with you guys. Is that true? Anthony James. Anthony James. Yeah, he's with me. Yeah, oh, he he's, okay. he's learning. He's learning the interior spot. You know, he, the thing Anthony brings is a different. He's a different. Uh, he's, he's got length. He's got speed. It's about being physical. You know, right now he's he's more of a finesse guy that's got to learn how to play physical mm-hmm. inside and, and, and in the trenches and, and just finding trying to find his motor. And so he's he's young. He's got a lot of growth to go. Um, but you know, he's in there with us and learning everything. Is that when you guys were recruiting him? Was he a guy that you said, "Hey, with his frame and the way he he can be"? Did you kind of look at him and say, "This is a guy who I think can be a, eventually a D line"? Uh, yeah, we just we, we, you know he he was an edge to start. And yeah, we just let his body kind of figure it out for himself, right? And he's so he's about almost two eighty right now, you know, yeah. two seventy eight or something. So his body's saying move inside. You know what I mean? Because he's a puppy and he's about 280 so last question Cal uh, what kind of problems do they present up front for your guys I think they play uh, physical up front I think they, they they have a good stable of running backs they run the ball and then they got two different quarterbacks two different styles you don't know who you're going to get and I think number five he'll get out and I remember him from when I was recruiting Illinois like he's he's a receiver turned quarterback you know what I mean and then the other quarterbacks, more of his pocket slinger, he can go a little bit, but the run stopped the run. You got to stop the run. I think they're wherever they're at in the run game, they're they're pretty good, um, and they have running backs that can that can get it. And so it's about obviously stopping the run and make sure his quarterbacks don't um, don't don't affect us on you know, pulling it down and running and stuff. So. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.